0: Welcome to this time of prayer and reflection on Sunday, the 2nd of August 2020, the 8th Sunday after Trinity. Let us pray. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, not a single thing was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never put it out. Amen. O Lord, all the world belongs to you, and you are always making all things new. Reading from Isaiah chapter 55 Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labour for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. And now a reading from Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving to everyone, and his mercy is over all his creatures. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lift up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and fill all things living with plenty. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving in all his works. The Lord is near to those who call upon him, to all who call upon him faithfully. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over those who love him. But all the wicked shall he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name for ever and ever. Amen. And a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself, But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. You that have no money, come by and eat. God's economy reorganises the world. A talk for the eighth Sunday after Trinity. If you are thirsty, come to the waters. If you have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Isaiah's great song of God's boundless generosity echoes down the centuries through Jesus' parable about the prodigal sower who spread his seeds wildly and Jesus' remarkable act with the loaves and fish, through the early Christians who each shared all that they owned to meet the needs of all in their fellowship And right through to today, we're in food banks across the land, people engage in kind acts of generosity towards our most vulnerable families. If you are thirsty, come to the waters. If you have no money, come, buy and eat. Inspiring words which make no sense to us economically, for the way our world is organised means that those who have no money cannot buy and eat. But Isaiah's wondrous hymn celebrates God's economy, opening the door to a different way of organising our world. Any flick through the pages of scripture shows how God looks compassionately on the world's poor and longs to see them fed. Isaiah 55 is just one example. Listen again to today's psalm, which says, the Lord upholds all those who fall And lifts up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and fill all things living with plenty. Now, what can these words possibly mean to people who, in this time of the coronavirus, have just lost their jobs, and those for whom, being endowed with the title of hero, Disguises the reality of their daily struggles with long working hours, in poor conditions, on very low pay. They may have been applauded during this crisis, but in their precarious circumstances, how can they know themselves to be truly upheld and lifted up? And what can these words mean to our sister and brother Christians in the Sudan, whose par- churches are partnered with our churches here in Leeds Diocese, where rocketing inflation now means that a quarter of the population are in need of urgent help with food and whose Christians are the poorest of the poor, living in long-term displacement camps, in crowded townships with no medical facilities and no running water. They look to the church as their only source of help, but the church in Sudan has no financial reserves to meet this crisis. When their archbishop Hears these people claim they would rather die of a virus than of hunger. How can they believe that the Lord will give them their food in due season and fill them all with plenty? When Jesus' disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place and the hour is now late, send the crowds away so that they may go to the villages and buy food for themselves, he told them, They needn't go away. You give them something to eat. It is miraculous that Jesus found a way to make five loaves and two fish feed the thousands of men, women and children gathered in that place. But perhaps the greater miracle is the transformation he brought about in the disciples. From being glass half empty people who couldn't see how they could feed the crowds, they became the facilitators of that wonderful feast. Something in Jesus' instruction to them gave them the confidence to go out into the crowd to see what food they had. And when they returned with a paltry amount of provisions, something about Jesus' persistence persuaded them that this might just be enough. Their faltering faith was rewarded 12 times over. This is God's economy enacted in first-century Palestine, This miracle's great power extends way beyond that late-night lakeside gathering. It has inspired countless acts of generous giving throughout the ages by those who have captured its spirit. For some time now, we have been living under the idolatry of what has been called capitalist realism. That is the widespread sense that not only is capitalism the only viable political and economic system, but also that it is now impossible even to imagine a coherent alternative to it. The global climate crisis and viral outbreak is forcing us to reevaluate how we've been living and working and to imagine any number of alternatives as many of the old structures crumble around us. But capitalist realism was never a valid position for Christians to take who have always embraced the struggle to live by God's economy, to demonstrate the reality that in the world, as God intends it, it is absolutely possible to have no money and to come, buy and eat. God's economy depends, of course, on God's people abandoning our glass-half-empty perspectives on such matters, and, like Jesus' disciples handing over five loaves and two fish to their Lord, being inspired to try out acts of generous giving, however modest they may seem. This may mean us sharing food and other physical goods with those in need, and it can also mean us giving time and energy to joining with the poor in campaigns to challenge the system to treat them better. How can the newly unemployed and the exploited low-paid workers in this country be lifted up? How can our fellow Christians in impoverished Sudan trust they will be fed? The answer, not a complete or perfect answer granted, but a holy, prophetic, practical and generous answer nevertheless, rests with us and the ways we share the gifts that God has given us for the service and well-being of others. Let us pray. God, open our ears to your word, its unveiling of a generous way to live. Open our ears to the messages of your prophets and open our hearts to the cries of the poor. Fill us with a longing to share your good news. Following your example, may we open ourselves to our neighbours. Help us to love them as you taught us in word and deed. Amen. So let us spend a few moments in quiet reflection and prayer, praying for our world, particularly the Christians in the Sudan, as well as people across the world struggling through high unemployment And lack of money to buy food at this time, including the struggling workers, the recently redundant and the homeless here at home in this country. Let us pray for those seeking to advise and practically help them in this crisis of life. Pray that they may find hope and faith in this struggle. Pray for our communities, for those um, who are struggling at home at this time through ill health, or staying in because of the virus, concerns about its spread. Those longing to see loved ones distant for a long time now. We pray particularly for Joan Robson, Eleanor Proctor, Jane Lodge and Peter Reed. For others who we lift to God in our hearts now. We remember those who have died in the love and the faith of Christ. Particularly Betty Woodburn and Jane Cowperthwaite. Asking God's blessing on their families as they miss and mourn them. As we remember others who have died in the love and the faith of Christ, we look forward to a day when we'll be reunited with them in God's glory. Lord God, your son left the riches of heaven and became poor for our sake. When we prosper, save us from pride. When we are needy, save us from despair that we may trust in you alone, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Strengthen for service, Lord, the hands that have taken holy things. May the ears which have heard your word be deaf to clamour and dispute. May the tongues which have sung your praise be free from deceit. May the eyes which have seen the tokens of your love shine with the light of hope. And may the bodies which have been fed with your body be refreshed with the fullness of your life. Glory to you forever. Amen. We pray in confidence that our shepherd will supply our need. Blessing. May God write a message on your heart, bless and direct you, and send you out living letters of the word. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us now and always. Amen.